Welcome back to another episode of Growth Marketers Podcast. I'm Samuel Timothy. And I'm Taylor Rowe. Today's episode, we dove into what you should do in your first 90 days as a new CMO. Uh, we work with a lot of organizations that have either turnover while we're already working with them and new CMO comes in, obviously very inspired and motivated to make their mark. So talk about some of the pitfalls that we see, mistakes that we see, but also some of the CMOs that have done a really, really great job in stepping into the new role and being able to have immediate success and, and move forward with the organization. And then on the same point, if you're, you're coming into a, a new organization that you're just trying to take inventory of what's going on and understand who you're, you're working with and, and what went wrong in the past. And ultimately, they hired you for a reason, right? So either that role didn't exist before or somebody left that organization. Maybe they were, maybe they were let go because you were trending downward, right? So what should you do in your first 90 days as a CMO? We, we put together an eight-point checklist of what we believe would lead someone to see success at a new organization. And really, it's things that we do in the first 90 days with all of our clients. If you enjoy the episode, please give us a like, subscribe, share with a colleague or a friend. Let's jump right in. Hey, Taylor, we talked a lot about a lot of the marketing strategies, tactics, um, the best practices for execution, different channels, KPIs, all of those different topics we talk a lot about. But oftentimes we also talk a lot about practical things an organization need to think about in terms of uh, hiring, training, the resources needed, all of those things. And uh, as a marketing agency, we work with so many different type of industries, so many different uh, type of organization at different stages of their growth. And organizations that has established marketing department, organizations that are uh, just starting out and building up a team internally, all of those different scenarios we've seen uh, over the years. And when we usually are brought in, we're brought in more as a, a CMO, right? Uh, and we're bringing in the the senior leadership, sort of a, um, a fractional CMO role, plus the execution support structure uh, to come into an organization to help them build and scale and run in a most efficient way possible. So we have you know, a, a really you know, systematic process of how we take an organization through as we are brought in. We've seen stories, uh, we've seen scenarios where uh, a CMO comes into the organization and they bring us into the picture as a brand new marketing uh, agency that's joining that company to help them, or we've also seen it where uh, an organization that's established, uh, we were already part of the team, and a new person just joins that team as a senior marketing leader, and then the kind of things that they had to deal with and, and also the drastic changes they've made, good or bad, and how that affected the overall relationship and also the company's uh, future. Uh, so I think today's episode, we want to kind of talk through uh, about eight different things that we consider as core um, core areas or kind of a checklist that a, a senior leader need to have uh, as they are uh, either j taking on that role in their first 90 days, what they need to do, or uh, they're brought in and, uh, and now they're uh, bringing in this agency. So we want to kind of go through those yep. eight different things. Um, we can call that a checklist or kind of a, um, eight <clears throat> topics that they should be considering. Yeah, absolutely. And uh, again, the assumption we're making in this sort of exercise or for the purpose of this podcast is that if you're hired as, as a CMO, you're coming into an existing marketing department, right? So you have some marketing effort. If you're listening to this and maybe uh, 
you know, you're hired as a CMO, but you're the first marketing hire and your company doesn't have any marketing efforts, this might not be as uh, applicable to you, right? We're talking about some existing marketing efforts that you need to audit and analyze and understand. So yeah, let's dive right in. Yeah. The first one that I would recommend, right? If you're coming in as a CMO, really you're, you're coming into a leadership role, right? It's different than a tactical marketer, uh, someone who's doing the execution of these tasks. You're a strategic thinker, but ultimately you're a you're in a leadership position. So the first thing you need to do is meet with your people because you're going to be leading a team. You need to understand who are your people, what motivates them um, to do their job, both you know internal motivations around their work, their career, but also personal motivations, get to know them as, as people and what's important to them. Understand their skill sets, uh, which can be a little bit tricky conversation because you don't want to come off as critiquing or that you're challenging their ability or you know aptitude to do the job uh, really what you're just trying to do is understand right you need to understand what pieces do you have uh, within this puzzle and ultimately what pieces you're going to need to bring on in order to accomplish your goals so just getting to know your people would be the first thing that i would do you know coming in as a cmo uh looking to lead a team i want to know who is who are my teammates you know who are we we're going to battle with and what does their background look like and what are their skill sets and what are their aspirations for the future? Yeah, most certainly. I think, uh, I mean, uh, you're, you're executing, uh, um, you know, programs, right? So you have to know what you have and even just taking an assessment of um, what, where do we lack as well, right, as an organization. So if you have people, you know, what are their strengths, like you said, and if there are areas where you were weak, uh, just actually understanding that and not necessarily to give coaching immediately, but I think just getting a, a sense of what we're working with. Absolutely. Along the same lines, I think the second thing I would do is, uh, you know, you look at your first your people within your department. That's what I meant by people. The second, I would look at organization as a whole. So really, who are we? You know, what do we do? What challenges do we face, both internal and external? What is the perception of the marketing department, right? If you if you talk to the CEO, you talk to the sales team, you talk to, you know, HR department, you talk to anybody within the organization, how do they how do they view marketing right is marketing uh within the organization historically been uh, a cost center uh, meaning it's just something you know it's a necessary evil we just, we spend money on marketing but we don't really know right we spend money on trade shows we spend money on gift baskets we spend money on uh you know company swag t-shirts you know pens bags whatever or has it been a revenue center for us right is it a consistent way for us to generate leads um you know, we meet with the sales team I would understand their sales challenges. I would understand, you know, when you think of marketing, how, how does, you know, if the marketing department went away tomorrow, how would that impact your job, right? What percentage of our revenue uh, is marketing sourced versus, uh, you know, sourced through traditional sales efforts, right? What can we do as marketers to, you know, improve your your life, right? Are you happy with the leads? Is it Are the leads that the marketing team sent over, are they a burden to you? You know, we've worked with a lot of organizations where, there is a huge disconnect between the marketing and sales department because the sales team looks at the leads, right, that the the marketing team is generating as these are ebook downloads or Facebook lead gen ads, and you know they they get hundreds of them and they have to call them, but nobody answers, or when they do answer, they don't remember filling out a form, they don't know who you are, right? So there's a a loss of trust between the marketing and and sales team that needs to be regained. So again. Just like we talked about with, uh, you know, the first two or the first step is like, we're not looking to change anything immediately. We're not looking to condemn any, uh, you know, previous uh, strategies or people that have been in this roles. 
We're just looking to understand uh, what's what's been going on. What is the perception of the marketing department? Uh, and again, who who we are as an organization and, and what we do. Uh, so that would be my second thing. So, you know, look at the people within your department and then look at the organization as a whole. Yeah. And I think when, when we're, especially as a newbie, right, uh, even if you have a very senior role as a, as your job function, but I think the seek to learn and seek to understand sort of an uh, attitude and mentality is really is critical in this sort of a uh, stage, right? Because you really want to make sure that if you're approaching the sales leaders or the other uh, different um, departments or whatnot, right, just to getting to know the business as a whole. And yep. not to be judgmental, but just to say, hey, I'm here to just understand what have we done? Who are we as a company? What are our strengths? What are our weakness? And getting to know that um, from, from that perspective. Yeah, and it can be a delicate subject in conversation. And we, we experience this as an outside agency quite often when we're brought in, because we may be brought in by a CEO where we may be brought in by a CMO and they have an existing marketing department or we're working with a sales team to customize their CRM and understand their sales process. Uh, and you have to be careful with how you ask certain questions and just get to understand because that is what we're trying to do. As you mentioned, we're just trying to understand. We're not saying that what we're currently doing is wrong or even if it is, you know, not standard practice, it doesn't mean that they, you know, the, it's not like they intentionally did things wrong, right? It's, is there an opportunity for, for us to learn and improve our process? And there always should be an opportunity to improve, but you have to build that culture of, you know, mutual understanding of, hey, we're all on the same team here. We're trying to improve. Uh, and that includes, you know, us as an agency, that includes you as the new CMO. It's like, there may be some areas of you know, self-reflection where we need, everyone needs to improve, right? So that's really what you need to establish from the beginning is, hey, we're all on the same team. I'm not here to condemn anybody. I'm not here to, if we found out that, you know, we were wasting tens of thousands of dollars in ad spend every month previously, that happened in the past. We need to understand it. We need to fix it. But it doesn't necessarily mean we need to you know, fire anybody because, again, they're, they were misinformed or they had the wrong strategy or whatever that may be. We're, we're talking about how do we move forward. And that's really all that needs to be established. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I think uh, you know, if, if they get the sense that, oh, their job is on the line, they're less likely to be cooperative, right, and working with you to yep. solve the problem as opposed to just like, hey, you know. I'm I'm afraid my job is on the line. So why would I even disclose much information about historical historical data? Right. You want to remove that fear of, like you said, you know, getting fired for something that happened in the past. And so the third thing that I would look at, right? If you look at, okay, we've met with people within our department as well as the rest of the organization. We're getting a better grasp on who we are, what we stand for, how our organization is structured, how the perception of the marketing team uh, is across the organization. Uh, then, of course, you know, if we're going to be responsible for driving leads, driving revenue, feeding, uh, you know, filling pipeline for our sales team, we need to really understand our product or service, right, depending on the type of company you are. So I would first I would go to the, the frontline workers, whatever that means to your organization. Right? So if you're a, a product company, whether you have a software, whether you have a physical product, meet with the people that are creating that product, uh, whether that be engineers, developers, um, you know, architects, wh- whoever is, is actually developing the product or people that are servicing the product, if they're consultants or if they're people, you know, if you have a service contract, depending again on your organization type, I would also meet with uh, the, the sales team from that perspective, because a lot of times the salespeople are the frontline workers. They're the ones hearing all the challenges, objections from the clients. And then one step further that, you know, believe it or not, not a lot of marketing people do, which I think is critical for your success in the role, is meet with your clients, right? Meet with 
your top customers, uh, meet with your worst customers in terms of people maybe who have canceled service with you or worked with you in the past and then never came back, uh, meet with prospects that uh, you know got all the way to the end of the line but decided, hey, it wasn't the right fit or they went with, went with a competitor. Um, if you met with you know three clients within each of those buckets, right, your top customers, um, customers that you had for a year that then canceled, and then prospects that decided to go somewhere else, uh, I think you'll learn a lot about what your organization really is or, or again, the perception of your organization because you know, internally, you can, you can meet with the CEO or founder and they can pitch this great vision of here's who we are as an organization, but none of that matters. It only matters as marketers how the outside world, how your customer perceives your product or service, right, and your organization. So that's who I would meet with um, to really get a better understanding of a product and service uh, and just get as much feedback as you can. Again, if you're talking about, hey, I'm a you're going to prospects that we lost those deals. It's much easier as a marketing conversation to say, I'm just looking for feedback, doing some market research that you're not trying to sell them or win them back, right? If you're calling as a salesperson. Um, so that's really a, a great place to start when learning about your product or service. But I would do that after you meet with your own internal frontline workers. So you're more educated around what it is we're actually delivering or promising or think that we're promising to these clients. Uh, and then meet with your clients. Yeah, and you might be surprised to find out that what we believe is our product or who we are as a company is probably not what you hear from your customers uh, or or from your Correct. past customers. So I think that's a good learning that you can actually apply in your uh, future steps that you need to take in terms of how do you change that perception. Right, yeah. And if you just took those two things, right? If you ask your your top salespeople, you ask your CEO, you know, why do companies work with us? And if you can describe that in one sentence, right? Like, why did companies choose to work with us? Uh, and then you ask your top clients and the clients that didn't work with you, like, why did you choose to seek out and work with us? And see how closely aligned those are. Like, what value do we bring to your organization? See what they say. Like you said, you may be surprised on the answers. And that that gap, that difference, that's your job, right? That's what we have to do to overcome as marketing is like, either adapt to, well, actually our value that we're bringing is not what we thought it was. And we're getting consistent answers from our clients of our value is something different than what we thought it was. Or they don't fully understand our capabilities and we could provide even more value to them if we did a better job at educating and marketing to them, right? So those are some things that I would I would focus on. So if you look at those first three, first three points, right? You're hired as a marketing person, uh, CMO, what did we say? We, you, need to, you need to learn about your people. You meet with your people, learn about your organization, meet with all the different departments and understand the perception of the marketing department, and then meet with clients, customers, uh, your product or service team. We haven't done anything uh, in terms of changing marketing efforts, auditing you know, marketing plans, looking at Google Analytics, change, like none of that quite yet, right? And that goes along with what we talked about with seeking to understand, not change, not challenge, not critique, right? It's about just understanding who we are first before we you know, make any assumptions or make any changes to what's going on. So really that would be, for me as a first 30 days, I wouldn't make any changes to, to the marketing, actual marketing. I would do those for first three things. Now, the fourth thing that I would do, that's where I'll start getting into the weeds and auditing existing marketing efforts. So what channels are we investing in today? Um, you know, looking in our CRM, our marketing automation, if we're using Salesforce or we're using HubSpot, um, understanding where we're sourcing these leads from, the sales velocity, um, quality of the leads, quality of traffic, 
again, meet with our team, whether those are agencies or whether those are uh, internal team members to understand, again, what historically we've done from a marketing perspective, why we did it that way, what we didn't implement, what we tried to implement, but maybe couldn't uh, implement because of maybe your predecessor in the role, uh, you know, didn't have the same philosophy that you did or same philosophy that your team did. So just really understanding what's going on from a marketing perspective, uh, getting into the weeds would be my next step. Yeah. And I think, you know, uh, like you said earlier, so if you don't understand who we are, we as a business, and if you had a conversation with your product team or your you know, current uh, sales team or even existing marketing department team, and they say and describe the product in your business in one way, and if you understand that and, and then go into assessing what you're spending money on, where you're actually uh, active on, right? And what sort of campaigns are running and what yep. sort of messages are messaging are, is being used. Now you're much more prepared to even assess that data and understand why. What what was the reasoning behind whatever might be added? Right. What were the goals associated with our efforts? I think that's a very important point is like, what are we doing today and why are we doing it? And what was our expected goal, right? Um, because that we see a lot of times, you know, uh, new either a new acquisition will happen and a new set of marketers come into this company and you just look at everything in black and white on paper, right? And oh, well, this uh, you know this landing page is is not great, or the bounce rate here is too high, or our you know traffic from organic search went down, or our traffic from paid search went down. And it's like you know marketing is not black and white. There's no one metric you can point to to look at success uh, from you know Google Analytics or anything like that. I mean, one metric you look at, I guess, ultimately is revenue, right? So I would, I would look at what was happening and then seek to understand again, why we, why did we do something like this? Um, and what were we expecting in terms of the results? It's okay if it fell flat, uh, but what you don't want to do is drastically change anything that we didn't quite understand or fully understand of why it was happening. But you also don't want to um, make changes based on the, the wrong metrics, right? Um, you know, or make the same mistakes that, you know, have been made previously. We see that a lot where, new, you know, new marketing director, CMO comes in and, you know, that we've had it right with clients that we've had for five, 10 years. And they'll have over those times, you know, three, four, five different marketing directors. And they all do the same thing when they first come in, we redo the website or redo the messaging right away. Uh, and so now it's like, we're redoing this every three years and completely throwing everything away that's been done um, without everybody being on the same Yeah. Page. And I think, uh, you know, sometimes, like you said, the, you know, the, the kind of activities that you may have tried in the past and, and you may have already kind of deemed it not effective. And then if you're doing something different today and you're going back to, you know, four steps by saying, Oh, let's try to do this. Or like you said, you know, jumping to quick drastic changes immediately, uh, without really having the historical context of why are we doing what we're doing today? Hey, thanks for listening. Solomon here. Are you frustrated because you're not getting enough inbound leads? You're worried that the leads that you're getting are not qualified? Or maybe you're disappointed in the conversion rate from the leads to customers, right? It's really, really low. Well, I got good news for you. I talk to business owners every single day. You're not alone, All right? Business go through this when there is a lack of strategy sometimes. Uh, maybe the approach isn't appropriate for your situation, or sometimes you got all of those things right, but it was just poor execution. I'll tell you what, head over to oneims.com 
and fill out one of our forms. Talk to one of our consultants. That's all we do. We talk to business owners day in and day out. Share with us your challenges and see if we're a fit, right? See if we can find you a solution to your growing pains. You know, our hope here at One IMS, and especially with this podcast, is to give you the tools, the technology, the ideas, the strategies, everything we possibly can for you to succeed. All right. So thank you for listening and let's get back to our topic for the day. A lot of times, I mean, one example that comes to mind is, you know, like paid media, right? Whether it's paid search or paid social, uh, you know, you look at that and you look at historical data is like, oh, well, we tried, you know, Google ads in the past or we tried LinkedIn ads in the past. So didn't work. So we're not going to do that again. Right. Well, what, what did we try? Like you said before, what, what were the goals of that? Mm -hmm. Was it awareness-based campaign where we're trying to generate leads? If we're trying to generate leads, how was the audience that we were targeting? What was the messaging? What was the offer? Um, what was, was the sales team in line with what we were trying to do? Was that the first interaction that we've had with a, a, you know, a prospect, right? Where we just, you know, offering a demo of our software to a completely cold audience who's never even heard of us, right? So all of these things need to be taken into to context and into perspective um, before you can just write something off. Uh, and again, there's, you know, you could have somebody internally that's been, was managing that, that had a ton of ideas for improving the campaigns, but the, the previous CMO shot it down because, you know, we spent, you know, $10,000 in two, three months and it didn't generate the expected results. So they gave up on it. Right. So you don't go in there and we don't need to you know fire that person because they, they didn't uh, accomplish their job because they had a lot of ideas, but you know, the culture at the time uh, wasn't accepting of, you know, their ideas. They didn't, they didn't actually uh, attempt to improve. Yeah. It. And you don't know what the market condition at the time was, right? I mean, it could have been a down, downturn in the economy and they had to pause paid campaigns or whatever those things. There's a lot of things, right? I mean, imagine someone who's actually coming into an organization uh, that just went through a pandemic and not necessarily realizing what could have been the scenario in that case, right? Maybe there was cancellation issues with customers and not having enough new customers added. Uh, and they had to probably cut down on their marketing spend. A lot of things were paused and now coming back and then questioning, well, why didn't we do this and why didn't we do that uh, without really having yeah. that uh, knowledge of what was happening before they joined. Yeah. And, and that's why, again, I think the first step is meet with your people because you want you, that that value is, I mean, it's it's hard to even uh, calculate how much that value is a meeting with those people to have, to have that information of in between the lines, right. Of in between the numbers we've seen so many times where, uh, you know, a new CMO comes in, uh, then the entire department, you know, starts getting uh, uneasy and they jump ship. And now all of a sudden, you know, in a three months time, we have complete turnover in the marketing department. So the CMO, and then all the people that are actually doing the jobs, doing the work is all new. And they have no information on historical data, right? So uh, you, if you can get any bit of information from your marketing team first um, and instill that confidence in them and you know, hopefully try to get them to stay, uh, that's, a, that's a, lot of, a lot of value that you're going to get in the long run. Again, so you don't make the same mistakes. Yeah, and sometimes you know. we're not saying you know, that there shouldn't be any sort of turnover or no, no, no person should be let go. But I think you know, that, that could be a problem too. Sometimes you had people who are super comfortable in their role just keep doing the same thing for the last four years and they don't want to change or they don't want to adapt to whatever new thing. That could be the case in some scenarios, but I think our, our goal here is just to make sure that you are investing as much time to really engrave yourself into, right, uh, to the organization and get to know what is happening, who was involved and 
what, what is. And we still haven't talked about, you know, setting new goals or doing any of those things, right? This is just still yeah. understanding what actually happened. Right. So, yeah, you look at those first four things, right? And you've now, you like you like we said, we've audited everything. We've met with all of our team members. We're trying to gain a deep understanding of who we are as an organization and the product and service that we deliver. Uh, now it's time to obviously organize and, and share your findings with the rest of the team, right? So this includes top-down. We need top-down buy-in from the CEO, from senior executives, if you have a board of directors. Like we need to explain what our, you know, from the outside now coming in, what is our perspective of the the current position of the marketing uh, department and the organization as a whole in terms of our growth uh, and share our, our findings of, you know, here's our, here's our strengths, our weaknesses, right? Here's, here's where we have gaps in terms of our, our team, our knowledge, our skill sets, whatever that may be, uh, and make sure everyone's in agreement. Um, you know, obviously, again, you don't want to make any assumptions uh, with your research and your findings. Uh, you, they, they might have answers for that, right? We might say, hey, our, our traffic is on a downward trend, and someone internally might have a reason why of what, what happened. Uh, maybe it's a, 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 good, a good reason, right? Maybe we're getting a lot of irrelevant traffic in the past, and we consolidated some pages and redirect some you know, pages and all those kind of things and did everything the right way, but our traffic ultimately went down, but our conversion rates went up and our quality of leads went up. So needing to understand that you need to organize your, your findings, uh, put it into some sort of formalized presentation, documentation, uh, and talk about, Hey, here's where we are. Here's where we want to go. Um, and here's, you know, here's what I think we need to, to do in order to make that yeah happen. that point you made is super important because i think we've seen that happen with uh, organizations that we became a part of uh, we would identify they were writing very long form top of funnel content and that was just very general uh, general keywords that would drive a ton of traffic uh, and then when you look at the data and then you stop producing such content you you get hyper focused on the audience that you're going after and the type of topic that you create content around you would see a drop uh, in your overall traffic right. but then you what you would end up seeing is and increasing the quality of inquiries that comes through and the level of, um, you know, the type of co contacts that you actually end up generating. So if you just take a sure. look at the traffic as the only metric and seeing that, oh, a downward trend and immediately making judgment calls on, well, whoever was doing the marketing wasn't doing a great job. Um, and you wouldn't, you wouldn't have a full picture. Right. And that's why you need to involve uh, whoever was responsible for that, you know, whoever owned that channel in these conversations, right? Because otherwise, again, if you don't know, you're going to make that, like you said, that judgment call of, well, this, this agency or this person internally was, you know, they own our organic presence. Uh, I look at the date that we hired them and I look at the date today and it's gone down, you know, downward trend over the last six months, downward trend over the last one year. Um, let's cut our ties and move on, right? Without understanding the full picture of why that may be. Um, and again, it may be actually a positive, right? Uh, there may be external factors. I mean, there's obviously algorithm updates all the time. There's increasing competition all the time. So it doesn't necessarily mean that um, it's still not the right person or organization for the job. Uh, we just need to involve them in those conversations and hear their side of the story. Most certainly. All right. So the next thing I would do is set new goals, right? Again, you're, you're looking at potentially changing the culture, changing the direction of the department. Um, what are our new goals, right? If, if previous goals were set around antiquated, you know, uh, marketing strategies of, 
generating a bunch of top of funnel leads uh, and then following up a million times, turning those MQLs into SQLs, like the old kind of B2B sales playbook or marketing playbook rather. Um, if that is the case and leadership still believes those are the goals, and then now we're trying to change our marketing strategy without changing the goals, uh, there's going to be a huge disconnect, you know, in about three months, six months when, again, uh, those old goals are not met because we're not trying to meet them, right? We have new new goals. So set those new goals, get buy-in from everybody internally um, would be my next step. Yeah, I mean, essentially the the goals that you, in the initial phase when we were meeting with the team, you asked about their their existing goals and then, and obviously reassessing if those goals were realistic. I think, you know, we often talk about the SMART goal, right? Specific, measurable, attainable, realistic, and time-bound. Um, but oftentimes, sometimes those goals that were set were not probably met because there were budgetary cons- you know, constraints or lack of resources or even just the overall approach uh, that was followed may not have been effective. Um, so I think it is imperative that you set new goals um, that are more realistic uh, and then obviously measuring from, uh, from that point on. Yeah. Yeah. And depending on the state of your, your marketing strategy, Sometimes it's, you know, I hesitate to say this, but sometimes the goals are too big, right? Because we're just getting started and then your goals are like revenue-based goals. When there's more activity-based output goals that we need to focus on versus the outcome Mm -hmm. goals, right? It's like, well, we know that this is what we need to do. Uh, You know, if we want to become a thought leader in our industry and we want everybody in our category to think of our company when they think of, you know, X, Y, or Z, then we need to create content on a consistent basis uh, in these five formats, right? So rather than look at, okay, well, we need a measurable outcome of uh, we need 100 leads a month. If we're, if we're at zero, right, then you're, it's going to be a while before we get to 100. So that's going to look like a pass or fail type of you know, report. We come back to our CMO three months later and say, well, our goal was 100. We were at zero three months ago and we're at zero today. Let's scrap the whole thing. Well, what activity or what output is required in order for us to get that outcome, right? So if that means we want to create you know, five pieces of content per week um, and we want to share it on X number of platforms, like let's start with that as a measurable and a goal. So sometimes you need to chop those goals down into 30 days at a time or 90 days at a time and get buy-in there. Like, hey, all of these activities are going to lead to that outcome. That Yeah, I think there was an episode right. where we talked about this whole concept of leading, leading indicators yep. and lag measures. I think the lag measure would be revenue, uh, but at the same time, you have to have leading indicators. And sometimes those leading indicators are just activities, um, and which is yep. like, are we doing the right tasks? Uh, and is, and if, are they you know, pointing toward the, the kind of outcome we're <clears throat> expecting? Absolutely. Um, so now you've organized your thoughts, you've built a marketing strategy, uh, you're starting to understand where you want to go from a strategy, you've set goals, and you're going to work backwards from those goals in order to figure out what activity needs to happen in order to get that outcome. Um, next, what I would build is what I would call as a marketing investment plan, right? So inevitably, uh, you're going to need to make some changes. Uh, and those changes are typically going to require some capital. And I would look at that into three main uh, categories education, your team, and your technologies, right? So in terms of investment, how do we invest into our people in terms of education? What are the skill set that we're missing or where can we improve upon? Um, and there's always, there should always be, you know, no one should, no one is an, a, a master of marketing, especially today when we talk about digital things change every single day. So where can we improve our skill sets 
um, in, invest in education into our own team. Uh, then the second, when I look at team, I look at this separate because I look at this as personnel, right? So where do we need to hire? So yes, we can fill, bridge some gaps by investing into our existing team, right? Because they may be missing some skill sets. Can we train them? Can we teach them so that they can fill that role? But if we're looking to grow as an organization, we're going to need to grow as a team, most likely. So in terms of personnel, where do we need to hire? Where does it make most sense for us to hire internally? And where does it make most sense for us to hire externally? Um, I would look at this uh, as a cost. I would look at this as a, um, a, a, you know, a speed to or a time to, for repayment, however you want to look at that is like, if, if we need, let's say we're talking about, you know, something specific like search engine optimization, right? If we don't have that skill set internally, how long is it going to take to educate our team? What is the cost going to be? Then from the point that they feel educated enough to start implementing changes, how long is that? You know, what is that learning curve? And then how long is that going to take to actually drive results versus, you know, do we hire somebody internally that has worked in SEO for five years or 10 years, right? Or do we have a, hire an agency that has a whole team of resources, right? When we look at all the different components of SEO, technical components, content writing, content optimization, on-page optimization, organization of all the pages and structure, the authority of our website and the ability to get published on other websites and build quality links to the website. Like, what does that actually take to, to happen? And does it make sense to hire that personnel internally or externally? Um, that would be my next step. And then the third would be technology, right? So obviously we have a lot going on. We have new goals. We have new strategies, new plans. What technologies can we invest into to <clears throat> allow our people to in increase their, their capacity as, as in terms of their workload, right? Their output. Um, is there automation that could be built? Are we spending a lot of time building manual reports, segmenting lists, um, you know, our email engine, what does that look like? Uh, our marketing system uh, to, you know, the way that feeds into our CRM, our sales team, what does that look like? So is, are there technologies that we can invest in to actually save time, save money or increase output? Um, and then ultimately, are there technologies that we can invest into that will provide us more clarity uh, that allow us to make better decisions that ultimately increase our, our ROI on our, our marketing, right? So... I would do an audit and assessment of our technology, of course, as a part of our audit on our marketing. But I would, in terms of our investment plan, I would look at those three areas. Like what education can we invest into? What, where do we need to hire personnel to fill those gaps, whether that's internal or external? And then what technologies do we need to invest into? Um, obviously, the, the fourth category, the obvious category is on the actual marketing in terms of like ad spend, right? Um, but I would put that into the marketing plan. So this is kind of uh, a... a team investment plan, if you will, that I would, I would. Yeah. Build. And I think, you know, going back to what you said about the technology aspect of it, uh, a lot of times, um, you know, the, when you come into the organization, you might, that's where you probably see the, the resistance to change um, because the, the, the existing team may have been accustomed to doing things a certain way and they want to continue doing <laughs> things that same way. And that's where I think the change management is when is going to be very important, you know, kind of getting that buy-in on why we need to change uh, and then obviously how it's going to benefit them in their day-to-day -day, uh, to make them more productive. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and actually, you know, we talk about the investment plan and the budgets. Um, I would actually probably bring this up in the interview, right? I, we've seen a lot of uh, people take jobs 
and they they're new, they're CMO, and they assume that they're going to come in and have a budget, and then they they're handcuffed by not having any budget, so they can't hire anybody, can't hire anybody externally, they can't spend any money on the ads, and so it's like, well, really, what do you want me to do, right? Why did you hire? Um, so I would bring that up in the interviews of you know what does the budget look like? Uh, you know, if I need to hire somebody, what does that look like? So. Um, it may seem counterintuitive to say I need additional help, but you know you are going to need additional help. So, uh, what does the budget look like? How do we how do we make budget to to build this revenue engine? So, that's really what I would do in the first ninety days. And then one kind of bonus tip, uh, I would say beyond the first ninety days, um, mo- probably the most important thing is really just be consistent, right? Be consistent with the goals that you you structured. Um, you know, I, we've seen a lot of times whether that's a new sales hire, or marketing hire. And everybody's really gung ho right from the beginning and has a ton of ideas and we're going to do this, we're going to do that. And then in a, inevitably, you're going to hit some road roadblocks, right? There's going to be some issues. If you said, hey, we want to we want to write <clears throat> five blogs a month or 10 blogs a month or whatever that is, or we want to transform our website or we want to run these type of ads. And then, you know, you uh, you go to implement changes on the website and, you know, something breaks or uh, you don't have a developer internally or you're content writer, you know, quits and now you can't create content that consistently, like you have to stay disciplined to stick to that plan and figure out a solution to overcome that, right? Um, It's not to say to be rigid and say, you know, no matter what, we're going to do this over and over and over, even if it's not working. But marketing is is about discipline and consistency. Uh, And so in order for any of these marketing efforts to work, it's not one single campaign or one single idea. It's the compounding effect of our efforts over time. So making sure that we stay consistent with those efforts uh, would be definitely a key to success. So there's no point of going through all of this, getting to know your company, getting to know your organization, auditing our existing marketing vendors, agencies, marketing strategies, building out this plan, investing into a technology. We've seen all the time people buy, you know, these expensive marketing tools and technologies, Aloqua, Marketo, HubSpot, and then it's difficult to get adaption, so we give up, right? But we're stuck in a year contract, so we just pay for it and eat the eat the cost and take it as a loss, right? So the companies that are successful build a system to consistently uh, generate that that output that ultimately gets that output. Yeah, I mean, it seems like anything in life really requires discipline, um, and I think you know mastery so, also yeah. comes from just the consistent, you know, you know, consistently doing the same thing, right? Uh, if you're trying to be an athlete or what whatnot. So I think that that's really is the point in, in marketing. What we've seen, like you said, uh, Taylor, mm-hmm. we've seen companies that start certain initiatives and they didn't see the results um, and they give up too soon because the the end goal, right? They were going for the lag measure, which could be revenue. And they're like, hey, we're writing all these blogs. It's been three months. We've written 18 blogs. We have not seen traffic grow up. So let's just stop you know, writing blogs. Uh, or, hey, we've been spending right. money on Google Ads. LinkedIn content. Yeah, we've been yeah. spending Google, money on Google I mean, Ads. Anything like that, especially organic efforts, you know, organic blog content, organic search to the website, organic posting on social media, LinkedIn, whatever. Uh, yeah, I mean, you have to look at, again, what are the goals and be happy and be inspired and motivated by by learnings, right? If you look at it as a failure, like, oh, this, I wrote, I put this post on LinkedIn, didn't work, right? Well, why didn't it work? Um, you know, what can you learn from that and improve on the next one? Um, and again, we've talked about, you know, tons of podcasts around that in terms of consistency and, um, you know, testing and speed. Speed is a major factor in success when it comes to marketing, because obviously, you know, if you spend, you know, five weeks, think, you know, 
creating a, a Instagram post and then you post it versus, you know, you post once a week for five weeks. Uh, that's five times the data that you have to make adjustments on the next one. Right. So that compounded by, you know, the next five weeks and the next five weeks and the next five weeks over the next five years is going to be exponential in terms of the learnings and findings if you're paying attention to to what's happening. So um, hopefully that that's helpful for you if you're just getting hired into a new role. Um, if you've already been in a role, you know, for the first 90 days, but you haven't gone through this process, um, I would I would recommend that you, you know, look internally and, and follow a checklist, if not just like this, uh, you know, something very similar. All right, so if you enjoyed this episode, here are five things that you could do to help us. Number one, make sure you click that subscribe button so you never miss another show. Number two, share this with a friend that you know needed to hear this. And three, leave us a comment. We love hearing your thoughts, your ideas, things that you've learned so others can learn from you. And four, if you have a topic that you'd like us to cover, let us know so we can put that in our notes and share our insight all right, for our next episode or the one after that. And finally, you guys, join other growth marketers. Head over to oneims.com and check out all the resources that we have made just for you. I'm talking guides, webinars, blogs, videos, anything that could help you become a growth marketer. All right. So thanks a lot for joining us this week on the Growth Marketers Podcast, and I will see you next time.